Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! score! For some chin music. Hey, Aunt, how about a warning? Sure. Watch out you don't get killed. <laughs> because sometimes in baseball, you've got to send a strong message, especially when someone has it coming. Each Saturday, David and Bruce come in high and tight with a response to something that deserves one, like this. You know, a year ago, we're coming off a division championship. We're widely prognosticated to win the division going away. Uh, so a, a blockbuster, you know, earth roster sh- shaking move was probably a little less on the agenda. Uh, this year, I think we have to be open-minded, given the way we performed in 22. Does it mean that's what's going to happen? Not necessarily, but we at least have to be open-minded to something like that. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, David Hall, Bruce Levine, until 11 o'clock, playing one of our favorite segments, Chin Music. That was Rick Hahn. The familiar voice, although I, I don't know. Bruce, help me out here. Was that Rick Hahn this week, last year, 2020? He's saying the same thing. They're sitting this one out. What's going on with the White Sox? They're waiting for the blockbuster. Don't they need to make a blockbuster? I know they're open-minded to the blockbuster, but the blockbuster is something the White Sox talk about but rarely do. When's the blockbuster coming, Bruce? What are the White Sox doing? Well, I would not be upset with the White Sox if I were a White Sox fan right now. I would not worry about it on December 10th because this has been a a market dominated by free agents so far, okay? You're not seeing blockbuster deals made at this point in time by anybody uh, at this point. There's a few peripheral trades made here and there, but uh, with the trade market, you're, you're going to have to wait until all these big big number guys, these 10-year guys are off of the uh, 
off the chart here before you start seeing the realities of a Minnesota, of a Chicago Cub team, of a Giants team who misses out on the big free agent and then has to get back to reality of, okay, we still have to compete. We still have to try to win. Now, how do we shift back to our 40-man roster, our 26-man roster, and how do we shuffle? Uh, We're starting to hear rumblings already about the Giants and the Yankees possibly making a big deal if uh, they miss out on Correa. Uh, The Mm -hmm. Yankees have a young shortstop that's going to take over that position. Uh, They have some extra shortstops like uh, like, uh, uh, the veterans that they have there from last year. Uh, So from that perspective... Trades will start happening here after the new year. I, I guarantee it, David. And the White Sox might be at the forefront of making these type of trades uh, to bring in somebody big. We've already heard uh, the name of uh, Liam Hendricks being out there in his $15 million a year. Mm-hmm. Um, with that in mind, uh, teams like the White Sox, who are a big middle market team, not a big, big market team because of their attendance and their TV deals, um, they will be in. They will be looking at trades. They will be uh, looking at shifting money around. How okay. do we sh- do? We shift this money around. Do we uh, do we let Graveman close games out? I know we'll, uh, no, we'll, we'll not, talk he, a little he, bit more. Yeah, we'll get into that. I, I think Ronaldo Lopez yeah. would get the first shot for me. I, okay, fair fair answer. I have two more questions for you. One theoretical, one very specific. I'll start with the theoretical. So, Bruce, we're sitting here this week watching this unfold. And as I pointed out, around Major League Baseball, there were 40 contracts signed worth $2.6 billion. The average total of those contracts, you do the math, it's $57 million. The White Sox never have uh, signed a contract more than Yasmani Grandal's, which I think was right around 72 a couple years ago. So... I'm watching this unfold. We all are. San Diego dives into the Xander Bogarts market and signs him for $280 million. I don't know, you know, where they're getting the money or how much this is going to pay off in terms of a profit, but I do know San Diego is like the 27th largest market. I know from living here and working here that Chicago is the third. New York, L.A., Chicago. Why do we ever talk about the White Sox in the context of being in on these players when you can look at the Padres and they've got Bogarts added to Soto, added to Machado, added to Tatis, and all of those guys are making small fortunes. Why is that the case? 23,000 fans per game. I think that's what it is. Um, So the White Sox fans are fantastic. When you go to a White Sox game – if it's not a full house, it sounds like a full house because they are rabid fans. They're into it. They're not always there. Uh, 1.9 million fans showed up at um, guaranteed rate this year for the 80 games played. It's okay. I mean, it's it's a good amount, but it's not, you know, it's, it's about 10,000 fans less per game than the Cubs put in, okay, with their 75 wins on the other side of town. They drew uh, an average of 33,000 fans a game. So from the perspective of money, the White Sox are indeed a big market, a medium market team, a big market city 
and a medium market uh, way of bringing in uh, finances. So if they spend $200 million, and they obviously outspent the Cubs last year payroll-wise, uh, that's a significant difference. And, and they're not going to the, the $200 million area uh, per, per payroll this year. They're going to be held back. They have to do things differently. I do wonder if it's a chicken or the egg thing because I do wonder if you get a player or a pitcher or be or if you're willing to spend on somebody of that caliber, would that mean you were going to win at a rate that would bring people out to the ballpark uh, more frequently than that's happening now? I, I think that is one of the, why I called it a theoretical argument. Let, let me ask you a more specific question. You mentioned the trade market opening up. We heard Ray Khan uh, refer to the term blockbuster. I mentioned the Padres. Is Fernando Tatis on the trade block? Is that a guy that you could envision being dangled? We know they have maybe run out of patience with him. We know they went out and signed a shortstop, and if he returns healthy, he's going to play in the outfield. Is this somebody that uh, people are going to call the Padres to find out how willing they are to part with that guy? Unfortunately, the Sox do not have James Shields to trade back to the uh, Padres. <laughs> well played, Bruce. <laughs> that's not going to work. However, <clears throat> Fernando Tatis uh, is no longer a shortstop, nor he, will he be a shortstop in his career because of a shoulder uh, that is not going to allow him to be a top-quality shortstop. He's a top-quality young player at age 22 or 23. He's going to be a dominant player if he can find a way to stay on the field and comport himself properly off the field to be able to stay on the field. Uh, all those things said, um, you know, would they trade him somewhere? Would somebody take a an outfielder who used to be a short, uh, a uh, difference-making shortstop and pay him the $350 million uh, remaining on his contract? I guess in this in this era, I would say yes. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know who that would be. Uh, the Padres are a pretty damn good team without Fernando Tatis. You know, we saw that last year as they advanced into the playoffs. I, I, I don't know. I, I can only tell you that they're spending money, uh, and I don't know where the money is coming from because, as you said, that's not a market that's close to uh, what's going on in Chicago. One more question about the White Sox before we get back to the phone lines, 312-644-6767. Bruce, there have been rumors all week linking the White Sox to a, a guy that's not going to necessarily move the needle, but it would be an interesting addition, a very White Soxy signing. Joey Gallo, what do you think? Not for me, and not the 40% uh, swing and miss. A uh, guy that strikes out 40% of the time, it, it doesn't get – I know he walks more than any of the White Sox players goes uh, do. Uh, you know, Grandal's the only guy that really walks on the Chicago White Sox. And last year, unfortunately, he wasn't able to hit for numerous reasons, including the, the knee injuries that have taken him down the last couple of years. I just don't see – I don't see a 200-strikeout guy being the answer for him. He, he's not a slow runner, but to me, the, the walk – for a, a, a guy that is not a speed player is one of the most overrated things in baseball. The, the, the added on-base percentage for a walk for a, a, a big slugging guy is, to, to me, it's just a tremendous waste of an opportunity to drive in a run where the guy ends up at first base and a, and a double play candidate. 
that that's how that's how I look in the walk for sluggers. So I, he's a good outfielder. He walks. He strikes out way, way, way too much. Uh, I, I don't think that's an answer. I don't think that's the answer that the White Sox need for their left-handed bat. Okay, that might be where they go. To me, that's not it. I'm more of a guy like Brantley after missing a lot of last year, even though he's 35 or 36. I'm, I'm a Michael Brantley guy. That that's that's the type of guy, a guaranteed hitter, you know, somebody like that. Unfortunately, at his age, he's probably getting up there to be more of a DH, and that position is filled for the White Sox because Jimenez is going to be there probably 80, 90 percent of the time in the future. Or he's got to be your DH. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah. if they ever have an all, if they ever no. have an all DH league, yeah, yeah. okay, exactly. He's but 42 I mean, two years old. The White Sox. That's a good point. Here, here's the one thing. That, one thing that people have to know, David, and you know this as well as anybody. They have to get a left-handed bat. They have to get more left-handed yeah. slug. They have to be a better defensive team. Okay. They must throw out their better defense in order to win. Okay. Uh, if they're not going to outslug you, and they weren't able to do that last year at all, they're going to have to defend to be able to stay in those games and win those closer games, those one- and two-run games. They were not able to do that last year. Score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. That's where we find Paul is in Valparaiso. Good morning, Paul. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Good morning, guys. Great show as always. Thank you. Hey, in regards to Correa, I just don't see where how Ricketts can – go to the Cubs convention, and again, it doesn't even necessarily need to be before the Cubs convention, but to really, truly own you know, own up to fans, and I've been backing them thinking that they'll spend when the time is right, but if you look at the free agents that are on the market next year, um, you know, you got Otani, they're not going to pay for Otani if they're not going to pay for Correa. They're not going to pay for Devers if they're not going to pay for Correa if those guys don't get re-signed or extended in the same in the same. Uh, breath you know like the Padres extended Joe Musgrove he would have been a guy that would have been available on the free agent market these guys can also get extended but when we talk about you know um, smart spending or intelligent spending I think they've really got to start to spend in Korea why not spend on him now here's the other question is why wouldn't they go an extra year for Jose Abreu that that would have been intelligent spending to just go one extra year at 20 million or 25 million or give a huge AAV on shorter years to Carlos Correa, like Bruce has talked about before. But I think they're going to have to answer to fans. Bruce, you just got done talking about how many fans come out, you know, opposed to the White Sox. But if they don't spend on Correa, I'm not even talking about Dancy Swansea. I just don't know why they haven't made a huge offer and made it an offer that Correa cannot, you know, refuse. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate the phone call. I do agree with something he said, Bruce, before you get to that. I, I think that intelligent spending sometimes means being smart enough to budget money to overspend (laughs) if that makes sense and so you are in a position where you understand that like it's like buying a new car you know that it's probably not worth what you're paying but you really want it and you really need it and you can justify spending for it so i wonder about that i'm not a big fan of what he said about uh, abreu i think abreu wanted to go to a winner that also contributed so that ruled out the cubs but um, I, I, I think he makes a couple other good points about the, the spending philosophy overall. If you're going to spend $300 million, is 112 games average for your career enough games 
for you to get the most out of your superstar because that is the average of games that have been played for Correa during his career. Now, that said, do I doubt that he's an impact player, a superstar, everything that a team would need, especially with a 900-plus OPS in postseason? Do I, do I doubt the, the player or his ability to be a huge impact player? No, I do not. But if you're going to miss him for 50 games a year, okay. I think he missed I, 25 or 27 this year. Um, I don't know if that falls into intelligence spending or not. Well, that's a fair that's a fair counter, Bruce. But what I would ask you this, and I would I would point this out, we're this week in the context of talking about what the what a player is worth and whether or not an overspending uh, is, is makes sense and a size of a contract could you justify it? Let's look at Jason Hayward. I know this may be a bit of a reach, but let's look at Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward signed a minor league contract this year with the this week with the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I hope he makes the team. I said Friday, I hope he makes the team and is their fourth outfielder and he gets 300 bats and boom, he is back. Jay Hay is a class individual, but Bruce, he did not live up to the terms of that contract because it was a hundred and you know, it, it, it was over 168 or 186 or it was up there. It was overspending at its the the definition of overspending and you know what it's not hard to find people in the organization people in the in the chicago sports media people in the bleachers it's not hard to find people that think that that was worth every penny that they overspent because of what jason hayward meant to that 2016 team and you can't put a price tag on what that value it means to you you just can't you can't quantify that. So I think that if you're talking about a 10-year contract, um, 50 games, he's going to miss a season. I don't know. If you feel like one guy can help put you over the top, if you feel like Bryce Harper is going to help you win a World Series, it's worth $330 million. Yeah, I think I think there's a good argument there, David, but I think you, you downsize this and, and put everything in a little box. Because you, you forgot about the last four years of Hayward's contract and how that's hamstrung the, the Cubs from doing some things as well. Uh, it wasn't all Jason Hayward and his contract, but it certainly was an anvil uh, that was taking them down uh, you know, a hole that they couldn't get out of when uh, Epstein wanted to spend more money and Mr. Ricketts said, you know, we're not spending more money until we have a better farm system and a better feeding system of players coming through our organization. This occurred four years ago, five years ago almost, uh, where you know they stopped signing free agents and bringing in big contracts and said, Tom said, hey, let's build our farm system and let's go from there because we can't be going up to $250, $300 million a year and uh, be looking around to spend every year without our own players. And that was the line in the sand that Tom Ricketts drew for his front office. And that's that's one of the major reasons why uh, Theo Epstein uh, is no longer there and that Judge okay. Boyer is the Fair enough. president. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. Two questions for you, Bruce. we got a break, but so quick answers, yes or no. Sure. Number one, do the Cubs win the World Series without Jason Hayward? No. Okay. Number two, uh, is that uh, a guy that you would not have signed in uh, 2015 to the size of the contract that you signed him to, knowing what you just said? No, because that would be revisionist history on my part. But but he I'm was saying a six that war player. He was a six war player at that time, age 26, 
fit in with all their other 26 years old, 26 year olds. Uh, the way they looked at it, even if he hit 260, um, he was going to be a, a gold glove outfielder, a great base runner, and a great teammate. He turned out to be all of those other things. Carlos Correa might be that guy. He might be that guy. That's all I'm saying is sometimes you yeah. do overspend, that's, that's, and, it, that's and a, what happens after you do that justifies. Yeah, it's, it's maybe a circular one, but I think that it's worth – uh, keeping the conversation going, and we will do that when we get back because you know what? We're going to pull out something from our uh, from our uh, past shows. We like our, the the game. Should I stay or should I go? And we will talk about that and ask that about a White Sox player when we come back inside the clubhouse. Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Who should stay and who should go? Should I stay or should I go now? With Bruce Levine and David Haw on Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. And it's one and two. That is that. 18 straight saves converted by Hendricks. The Sox have rampaged back again against Houston. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. David Hall, Bruce Levine. Yeah, that music means one thing. We're playing Should I Stay or Should I Go? And I'm not singing for you, Bruce. You can do that in your jingles, but uh, I think we should avoid that uh, during the segment. That's a shot. That's a cheap shot. That's not a shot. I love your melodious uh, tones there. Um, that's a lie. Heard... Now that's a shot and a lie. 
Okay. Stop interrupting. I've got to get to this. Jason Benetti, thank you for the highlight, NBC Sports Chicago. Liam Hendricks is the guy, Bruce, who we are pondering that. Should he stay or should he go? I get it why Rick Hahn, who is not going to throw money at the problem, as he pointed out, if you have to make trades, you have to give up something to get something. And when you look at the White Sox assets, he's probably as good of an asset, a tradable asset, as they have. So this doesn't bother me as much as I thought it might bother me. Does it bother you? And what do you think the market might be for Liam Hendricks? Well, I, the first team I think of is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay. Mm. that uh, I mean, that they are in the need of a closer. They're in the need of a lot. For a team that won a record amount of games, I think it was like 111 games, something 112 games, just a ridiculous amount of games. I think the fifth highest in history of baseball, the amount of games they won. They are they are hurting for some pitching. Uh, they have lost uh, people like Trey Turner, who was a difference maker. They've lost they've lost two All Star shortstops in two years. You know when you you think about Seager and Turner, um, their bullpen. You know Kimbrel's not not the answer there any longer. They need a closer. They definitely need a closer. Hendricks makes sense there because the Dodgers always have good position players to trade a guy like Lux uh, left-handed bat you know who hasn't really uh, solidified himself uh, as a 600 bat guy would be a part of any trade that the Dodgers and the uh, White Sox could make uh, the, the White Sox aren't just going to give Hendricks away because he's making 15 or 16 million dollars they would have to get quality back in any type of deal they made for Hendricks and uh, that that's a consideration. I mean, have we seen the best of Hendricks? He's been as dominant and as good a signing for the White Sox as they've ever made. He's done everything that they could ask for and even more. But as he advances on, is this the right time to trade him? I think it's a good question. Great points. 34 years old, due $14 million next year. The team option kicks in in 2024. So that might be appealing or not for whoever may want to pursue him. What you get back in return is very interesting, Bruce, because I think then it determines how ready are you in your own mind to win in 2023? Would you be seeking prospects, which maybe comes to mind when you're talking about a team like the Dodgers, or would you be seeking a left-handed bat, more of a one-for-one, major leaguer for major leaguer exchange to sacrifice uh, your closer for a hitter, second base maybe, maybe somebody else, but those are the kind of philosophical uh, discussions that probably have gone on between Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams, etc. Chris Getz. I just wonder what direction they want to go and what a trade like this would say about their intentions. Well, look, they can get Conforto or they can get Brantley as a free agent if they have, quote unquote, the money to bring them in. OK, so you could trade Hendricks and you could end up with a another pitcher uh, for the for the for the rotation or a couple of young guys uh, for the bullpen to come back and, and accomplish everything that you want to accomplish in a trade for Hendricks. You are dumping the money, but you, you're, not, you're not just giving him away. You're getting something for your club. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a left-handed hitter. That, that might be satisfied in free agency when you have more money. So I, I think there's a lot of ways that, uh, that the White Sox can play this, and I think that, that's how they're looking at it. Uh, again, do you weaken one of your strength areas to 
uh, strengthen some other part, uh, or are you so strong in that bullpen area that you can afford it and, and move on from uh, a guy like Hendricks? I want to know one thing before we get out to the phone lines again. Who's catching for the White Sox? Who would Liam Hendricks or Ronaldo Lopez, if he's the, the closer in waiting, or Kendall Graveman, or any of the five pitchers, Michael Clevenger, who is their biggest addition right now to that rotation, who are they throwing to, Bruce? It's not going to be Yasmani Grandal, and I don't care how many workouts he conducts with the Blackhawks trainer. Sean Murphy, obviously, is out there. Six or seven teams still looking to trade for Sean Murphy of the Oakland A's, who will get traded at the right point. Do the White Sox have enough young players to be able to entice Oakland to uh, do that? They did not have enough from Manaya. They did not have enough from Montas when those guys were being traded. They were in on both of those guys, and uh, deals were not made. Uh, Maybe luckily in Montas, who uh, who went over to the Yankees and didn't really do much, and he's, he's Got there another year. Yeah, yeah right. So you, you don't know on those things. But, uh, again, um, I think the question that I want to ask Rick Hahn next is, are you trying to win a World Series in 2023, or are you, are you still into the mode of our window is open and we continue – to want to be a championship caliber team for the next four or five years. So that that is that might be the difference is maybe last year going into this year, they were looking to win the World Series. Maybe the White Sox way of looking at themselves is different now. Yes, we're a playoff team. We want to be in the playoffs, but we're not going to overload in, in one area and just say we're going to try to win for 2023. We want to be a good team beyond that. Good Sox conversation. Let's keep it going. Going out to the scored listener line powered by BetQL. That's where we find Ron, our buddy. Hey, Ron, how are you? Welcome inside the clubhouse. Hey, good morning, guy. Hey, hey, hey Bruce, that's a good question to Rick Hound because um, with this year, it was a World Series of bus. So, I mean, is that going to be the same position? And, guys, real quick, usually when you talk about trading, you're usually going to trade from your, your minor league system, which the White Sox really don't have too many players, and they're looking to bring up Coles, or either if you had depth on your starting team. This team, only kind of depth they have, uh, DH first baseman, which is not much of a market for that. So uh, you look at the bullpen and you're hoping uh, the crochet comes back healthy. This could be a strength. So if they're going to just uh, maintain that position that they're looking to trade guys, it's only Liam Hendricks or, or the bullpen. Because, again, there is nothing else um, there for the White Sox. And they're still going to have to sign a, a free, free agent. But as far as trading, that looks like it might be the only option. And he should bring back some good players. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ron. You agree, Bruce? I don't know. Would you trade Eli, uh, knowing that uh, his upside is certainly no. 40, 40 no. and 120? No, uh, I would not. Okay. I, I think because, number one, I want to see if he can stay healthy and what he would be like as a full-time DH. Number two, think, I'm intrigued by the rapport he has with Pedro Grifol, which Pedro Grifol talked about at the uh, winter meetings, having managed him in the Dominican League, I believe it was years ago, a couple years ago. Not that that's a big deal, but I do want to see where that goes. So I would probably 
there's nobody untouchable. I don't think so, uh, unless you're maybe maybe Colson Montgomery, maybe uh, definitely Dylan Cease. Maybe that's it. But I I would not be trying to trade Eloy Jimenez. Right, I, and I'm with you. I mean, look, when Eloy's out there and he's healthy, if you can get him out there for 140 games, he's going to hit 35 homers. He's going to drive in over 100 runs. He's going to be an impact hitter. Uh, just, yeah, it's just hard. Just hide to, his glove. Well, I mean, he still has to run the bases, okay? <laughs> That's I mean, right. you know, I mean, That's it's right. just, it's been, it's, it's been, I, I, I feel for him, okay, because I know how hard the player has worked. I know how hard the White Sox coaching staff have worked with him, Daryl Boston, uh, out there at uh, two o'clock every afternoon working on fly balls, on routes, on uh, different, different things that they have to do to get him better. His conditioning is much better than it was three or four years ago. So the White Sox have done everything training-wise. The player has done everything training-wise. Uh, the fate has not allowed him to stay out there in the field because sometimes it's two left feet rather than a left foot and a right foot. It's just, it's just that way. And, and there's, there's very little they can do about it except keep their fingers crossed and keep throwing the guy out there. And as you said, David, protect him. You know, a little bit. I, if, if you go back to any of these shows that we've been doing for, for a long time now, uh, I was saying from the beginning, the guy was injured in the minor leagues. He's been injured every year in the major leagues. You have to DH him to get the very most out of him. I, and I'm not putting I hear myself you, Bruce. on the bat. I'm back. I'm just saying this is just a must now. So Bruce. he's your full-time DH. If you trade him, I guess my final point is, David, if you trade him, do you open up the DH role for other people and is it more flexibility uh, in, in your lineup because he's not there 90% of the time? I hope you didn't strain a lap muscle patting yourself on the back there, Bruce, but I agree with you totally. I, I, I think that's a good point. I'm double-jointed. <laughs> Let's go out to the phone lines. Owen has an idea for the White Sox. Good morning, Owen. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Hey, fellas. How you doing today? Good. Hey, um, I think one of the guys I like to see the Sox move is Giolito. I don't think he's been the same pitcher since McGann left. Um, and I think that Davis Martin could, you know, fill in that role, you know, in a, you know, in a real good way. Um, I also want to see him re-sign Elvis Andrus, even if he's on the bench. But Elvis Andrus gives him some flexibility for one year until, you know, the young shortstop is ready. And, and lastly, I think I might have called and talked about this before, but I don't understand why they're not in on the Benatendi uh, market because he gives them defense in the outfield. He gives them the top of the order of the guy. And he gives them a left-handed bat. Thanks for the phone call, Owen. Bruce, let's start with Giolito. Do $11 million next year. Would you think the White Sox are dangling Lucas Giolito in trade talks? Only if you're getting pitching back that you like, David. I mean, uh, like, uh, like he said, Davis Martin showed to be well, very good last year, but I don't see a lot of depth uh, that you can afford to trade a guy like Giolito unless you're getting some pitching back that you, that you know of that's a quantity, uh, known quantity, quality rather. I, 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 do not, I do not envision it, although I've heard the name out there a couple times already. Um, I think he is now, is it two years away from free agency? Is he a free agent after he's got one more year under contract, yeah. and then uh, then he's a, a free agent, Bruce? And I think that's the maybe appeal with the contract. He's, he'll be not 29 years old 
in 2024. So that's still a lot of good baseball ahead of him, theoretically. It's uh, It was a very disappointing year for him. Yes. Uh, I, I don't think, think there was any way around that. it. Uh, for, for some reason, the fastball changeup just wasn't playing like it had in the past. Uh, I don't know how they repair it. He's a bright enough guy. He's uh, He's got a, a lot of tools in, in the toolbox, but um, some, somehow they're going to have to come up with a better way to, to get the most out of Lucas Giolito next year. Other possibilities? You want to talk about other names potentially becoming White Sox players, Cubs players? Going to hand the ball to Bruce, and he's going to close things up Liam Hendricks style when we come back inside the clubhouse. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. One show today. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. David Haw, Bruce Levine. Okay, Bruce, before we get out of here, I want to get your thoughts on three starting pitchers that remain unsigned. Wondering, possibly, is, are the Cubs in on any of these three? White Sox maybe remotely, but a less uh, likelihood there. Carlos Rodon, Kodai Senga, and Chris Bassett. I think the Cubs are in on uh, Senga, okay? There have been conversations, and uh, he makes sense. There's probably seven or eight teams on Senga. I, I think, uh, ultimately... The Yankees will talk themselves into Carlos Rodon on a seven-year deal for somewhere between 180 and 200 million dollars. Uh, you know, it's 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 going to be a good world for Carlos Rodon, who uh, threw the most uh, games that he ever threw last year, and it's coming off of two All-Star appearances in the last two years, uh, 55 games started. Uh, even though he ended 2021. Uh, Pretty much uh, lame and injured. Uh, I think he was just worn out. The 31 uh, starts this year make him a, a top candidate there. Bassett's an interesting guy. Very good pitcher. Um, I think somehow, some way, he ends up with the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers need starting pitching. I think I think Senga and, and Bassett will be interesting to both of them. But the Cubs definitely uh, in the mix for Senga at this point. So, Bruce, we heard Craig Kenny talk about the team that wins the uh, winter meetings isn't always a team that it shows it in the standings, the Texas Rangers last year's example. As you sat there all week and watched things unfold, and you did a terrific job on the Marquee Sports Network breaking things down on a regular basis, really enjoyed that coverage. But as the signings came in, was there one that stood out to you or, or maybe a couple that you said, well, boy. That's not going to end well, and oh boy, this is a great example of what Crane was talking about, about teams that maybe feel good in December, but you never realize it by September. I, I just, you know, I, I don't think any 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 huge one really, uh, you know, felt that way because I, I didn't feel the impact for the Chicago teams. Um, I, I just felt that, um, you know, 280, $280 million, uh, you know, for um, 
Bogarts, you know, Bogarts. I think that yeah. was that was a, a little bit far. He's a really good player. I just don't think he's the impact player that you're getting for 280. He's a very good player. He's going to help them win. Uh, but I, I didn't see where that San Diego really needed him there. I think they needed a, a little more in other areas. I think at, at a certain point, San Diego is just collecting uh, – Baseball cards, you know, of top players, you know. That, that was the one that stood out to me, too. There. Made me think, yeah. what are they thinking? And, and they may regret that. Let's squeeze in Jimmy and Steger. Jimmy, welcome inside the clubhouse. Happy, great show as usual, guys. Yeah, uh, just a trade. Nick Madrid go back to the White Sox for a box of Cracker Jack or a bag of peanuts. The White Sox going to have them back. What a bust <laughs> trade on both sides. I'll listen to your uh, comments, guys. Thank you. Jimmy. Have a great day. Thanks for calling. Love, love the interaction. Bruce, Nick Madrigal is somebody that we don't talk about a lot. We, we insert Nico Horner at second base, and if not him, Christopher Morrell. What is Nick Madrigal's future hold? I don't think he's going back to the White Sox. It, it's just uh, he's got to prove he, he, he can get by the injuries. You know, Injuries have just taken him down. And, and he's a good player, and he's a feisty player, and he's somebody that the White Sox liked and a lot of teams liked. But um, – he doesn't. He, he's not a utility player. He's got to be a starting second baseman, and you got to stay healthy and play 140 or 150 games. And that's that's not that's not that hasn't been the the, uh, the lot for him as of now. Hopefully, he will get better and improve. But I don't think the Cubs are counting on him as their starting second baseman this year. I don't. Sean Sears points out our producer that Nick Madrigal could fit in the Cracker Jack box, <laughs> so he could be the prize. That's, <laughs> that's just cool. mean, Sean. It's, it's but, mean, but right. funny. Bruce, before we get out of here, the week ahead, I don't know how pivotal it is. I'm not sure what happens next. Dansby Swanson getting married today, according to reports to Mallory Pugh, so he's got things on his mind. Congratulations to the young couple. Best of luck and wedded bliss. But what will the Cubs do next? Will they strike this week in your expectations? Is this something we're going to be talking about on the Mullion Haw Show? I think you'll be talking more about wedded bliss than you'll be talking about uh, this. Uh, I, I I think that there's a good chance they sign Swanson. Um, I just I, I don't see a nine or ten year deal for me, but uh, it's their money. He's a good player. He strikes out way too much. He's not a, a third or fourth hitter, but he does check a lot of boxes and he plays all the games. Still at age 29, it wouldn't be a horrible thing for them. It would probably be a good thing, a sign for Cub fans that they're improving. That defense is key. Uh, that consistency is key up the middle with a Bellinger who's going to improve the defense dramatically, whether he hits or not, playing center field. So David Ross is a stickler for defense and uh, for um, for um, base running as a part of uh, their game. And I think uh, that they end up with Swanson somehow. A more minor deal, Bruce. You have information and insight into the Trey Mancini talks. What do you think comes with the first baseman yeah, they, right-handed they hitter from Notre a, Dame? They definitely need a right-handed bat. Mancini and the Cubs have been talking. Uh, he would play for a space. He could play outfield. He's a terrific individual. Uh, you know, people know the story about surviving cancer and uh, his girlfriend now, his wife, who he's getting married to also uh, this weekend. Uh, is uh, you know been a bit big part of that story. So, from from that perspective, I I, I can see uh, the Cubs and Mancini uh, working out a contract here in the next couple of weeks. Bruce, you were much more dapper on Marquee, but we appreciate your insight you brought to the radio this morning. Thanks for 
everything. This was a fun uh, couple hours talking about the Hot Stove League. David, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine on our website, 670thescore.com, where I write uh, White Sox Cubs. Looking forward to next week, uh, the 17th. I think Pat Hughes will be a part of the mix. Lots of fun. Enjoyed it, David. Have a great week. Thank you for everything, Bruce. Thank you for the conversation, even uh, when you were wrong. And that was, you know, most of the time. But that was good banter back and forth. Thank you to Sean Sears, our producer. Thanks to everyone out there for calling and texting. Most of all, thank you for listening. The Molly Hall Show will be back 5.30 Monday morning. No Bears game, but plenty to discuss. Thanks for listening, everybody. 670 The Score on Inside the Clubhouse. Talk to you Monday. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.